Hi Tubes, it's Trish here. Just wondering, do you think it's better to rent clothes than buy them? Thanks so much guys. Bye. Hiya friends, you are listening to Hey Tubes, this awesome, awesome podcast where we are figuring out can we save the planet but make it fashion. We are your hosts. Our names are Jess and Steph Dadon. We also happen to be the founders of this really cool, environmentally focused, animal friendly footwear brand called Tubes. Hello there. And what an exciting day it is to be exploring this question. Is renting clothes really better than buying them? And I feel like first and foremost, I have to acknowledge that I have never rented clothes before. Like I need the listener to know that that's where I'm coming from. Okay. I'm thinking about it now. I'm scanning back through my life. Yep pretty sure I've never rented clothing before either. Should we just like stop this one here? Is this like we are not qualified at all to speak on this topic or? Well, I have borrowed clothes before and I feel like it's the same idea. And luckily for us, we actually have a couple of incredible friends who have started a rental platform. So we're going to be inviting them on to school us on renting, which I feel like we're going to learn so much from. We're going to rent school. We're going to rent school. We promise this school will be fun. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I feel like we should also kind of discuss how renting is a bit of a hot debate right now. So it's kind of like the pro-renters and the anti-renters. So, <laughs> And just, just so you know, that is the hottest pro-anti-debate going on right now. Nothing trumps this. This is like the debate right here. This is here. the only one you need to care about. Like get off of Instagram, stop looking at all of that. <laughs> this is the debate you need to be talking about. So there is camp renting who really believe that renting clothing is the way of the future they're like yo we've got to stop buying we're buying way too much the average american actually buys 68 items of new clothing per year that's 68 new things in their wardrobe which is a pretty scary statistic and so some really smart people came up with a way that they could combat this which is hey people still want newness they still want to buy new things why not give them access to newness but rather than buying they are renting and then we're not creating as much waste as we would be if we were buying but then there's the anti-side and they're like hey a lot of other stuff goes into renting like the shipping to and from and the fact that you might be buying new stuff to rent it out and it's actually a lot more layered than it seems. So those are the types of things we're going to be discussing today. 
So I actually first learned a lot about renting on a podcast episode. It was when I was listening to how I built this. Mm, The Rent the Runway one? Yeah, with one of the Rent the Runway founders. And I found it super interesting. And I remember there was this awesome story where she basically like barged into DVF, Diane von Furstenberg's office, I think, and like convinced her to be a part of the company. And it was all built off of that. And I feel like while it at first glance sounds really cool and I feel like all of a sudden everybody was like jumping on this renting, this is a genius idea, this is going to combat all these issues that we're having with excess consumption in the fashion industry. I do now acknowledge a few years down the track from that, that at the same time, people were probably interested in it because it was a shiny, exciting startup story. And I feel like that was what got a lot of people loving the idea of renting. But I guess I'd never really stopped and asked myself, well, is renting really actually better than buying? So I love that we're having this conversation here today. And I guess when I started to read a little bit more about this, I feel like what I'm coming to is that it really depends who you're buying from. Like, I think there is a way that renting can be worse than buying. Like what you were just saying before, where if the company that you're buying for doesn't actually care about the environment, are they buying brand new stuff from brands and then renting that out? Because if they're still buying like, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of thousands of garments new from brands. Well, how is that any different to you buying that thing and wearing it 10 times if this company buys it and then other people wear it 10 times? Because the thing you have to factor in there is the shipping. So you're shipping it to someone and then they're shipping it back to you. And that's happening like all over those times. So I guess, are they offsetting the carbon from all of those shipping costs? I think that's a really important consideration. And then How are they washing their clothes? Are they buying clothes that can be washed and not dry cleaned, uh, which I know some companies do? Are they making sure that they wash in eco-friendly ways? And I guess when you think about that, if it's your own clothing, you could probably wear it a few times without needing to wash it in between. But if it's going to different people every time, then it's going to have to get washed each and every time. So you need to make sure that they're really considering that. And then obviously, Just like if you own something at the end of its life, what are you doing with it? What are they doing with the clothes at the end of its life? So I think that there isn't necessarily one opinion I have on this. I feel like renting clothes can be better than buying them, but I don't think that that's a blanket rule. And I feel like, sadly, it requires a lot more work than just being like, yay, renting. So I feel like this might be a really good time for us to phone a friend or friends rather. Their names are Von Yang and Shu Pun. And they are the founders of this incredible rental platform called Inro. And they're super, super thoughtful about everything that goes into their rental platform. So it's actually secondhand clothing that you can rent from them. And they've thought about everything from the way that their garments are shipped or rather bicycled to you in this case, which is great. And they even have transparent pricing on their website. So they're doing lots and lots of super cool stuff. So we thought it would be great for them to come on here and tell us what they think about renting clothing. Let's give them a call. We've had so many of these four-way Zooms in lockdown over the last two years, just like discussing interesting things. So we're so excited that this time we actually get to record it. (laughs) Thanks. It's nice to be here. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. We should just always record in case anything interesting comes out of them and then we can share them. And we were actually reflecting before on how the four of us met. I feel like this might be like one of the most interesting meet stories. So we thought it could be fun to share it. I feel like our story all will be slightly different. Like from my perspective, it's all like fangirling and excited. (laughs) (laughs) I love the honesty. That's amazing. (laughs) Who's <laughs> telling the story? So what happened was, was that lockdown, the first or the second lockdown, when you guys were doing a giveaway to like 500 pairs of tubes to people who are affected and you can nominate someone or you can nominate yourself, I think. And my ego wants to say that someone else nominated me, but I think I nominated myself. Can you? <laughs> I love that. It's not ego, it's self-love, baby. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. And I nominated myself and I basically say, (laughs) I love tulips, but I won't die without a pair of tulips. Like, that's the reality of it. But you know what would really make my lockdown a lot better is if you guys would mentor us. And (laughs) I say that like half jokingly, half serious. But I think that was also my like ego protection that's like telling myself, it's okay if they don't reply, you were just joking, right? And then I remember the day when I got a call from Steph and Steph was just like, oh, this is uh, Steph from uh, Tubes. And I was sure it was a prank. And I was like, you don't sound like shoe. You really don't sound like shoe. <laughs> <laughs> And then the best thing was like, you guys say you're going to mentor us, but you were also giving me a pair of tools. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even actually remember if we pre-planned that we were going to mentor you, but I can tell you, so Jess and I called every one of those 500 people that we gave a pair of tubes to. And I can honestly say that of the 200 that I called, because Jess definitely held the weight more than I did. She, I reckon she called 300. Yours is the call that completely stands out to me. I feel like we ended up chatting for like 10 minutes. I feel like we were both crying. We had such an amazing (laughs) chat. And by the end of it, we had agreed that we were going to mentor you guys. And we set up a call, all four of us. Yes. And I I think like the idea as well that you would have asked like for us to be your mentor. It's like now I'm just like, oh, like the four of us are just friends. And like sometimes we catch up and like we talk about work and you guys help us a little bit and we help you a little bit, you know. So it's just like we're all just like mentoring each other in this life. So we would love to ask you the overarching question of today's episode is, is renting clothes really better than buying them? So we wanted to pose that question to you and say, do you guys really see renting clothing as better than buying and why? And we want to hear all the things from you. So renting is like, if, if there's one of those steps in those, um, have you seen those pyramids where it's like, you know, reuse is at the top There isn't renting in that slice, but because buying is all the way at the bottom, we're pretty sure that renting sits somewhere in between some of those steps and above buying because buying brand new means you're adding demand to the market and more demand means these companies are going to keep producing clothing. Now, I don't think that companies producing clothing is essentially a bad thing. It's their craft, right? It's how people make livelihoods, but I think that there are certain companies that might do 
it in a way that is less responsible to the planet and to our future generations than other companies do. So for me, it's not a black and white that renting is better than buying and we should always 100% rent. I think it's a, it's a balance of you need to have some basics in your life that you might update every now and then. It would be great if you bought secondhand instead of brand new or if you did buy brand new, it'd be great if you bought it from an ethical and sustainable company. But also, we think renting is a good option that we hope to see more mainstream. We hope that we have more competitors as a renting business that can help people stop the need to want to always consume something brand new that is unethical or not as sustainable as it should be. And I feel like what Shu is saying is like normalized renting, right? Like not a lot of people is trying it because it's not a normal option. It's not the default option. It's not what we think about. I sit with Shu in terms of there's no black or white. Like it's, it really depends. And I have a love-hate relationship with this answer. Depends, right? For me, like I look at my lifestyle and I'm actually already renting a lot of things. And when I look at why I rent those things in my life, it's because unrealistic and also not sustainable, not just for the planet, but for me financially or like space wise, or the capacity I have for these things is unsustainable for me to own everything I need when those need changes throughout life. Growing up in like Asian background, we have this saying like "一时住行," and that means that that's the four basics of our life. And basically, they means protection, clothing as protection of our body, and then shelter as protection of our being, food for you know, food and drinks are important, and then transportation that takes us to commuting and all this kind of thing. And when I look at it, all these categories are needs changes through our lives. And there's renting in all these categories already. The biggest one is like accommodation, where Airbnb were basically renting other people's holiday houses. There's creative spaces where professional rent spaces for one purpose, like photo shoots or events. They don't have to have them in their office because they don't need it very often. Like transportation, there's Uber, there's Car Next Door. I'm a huge fan of Car Next Door because all these options allow you to have a van when you need to transport things, and then a, a sports car when you're cruising, at, you know, on the beach side. And your need changes. You don't need a van and a car and a seven seater because you need it at some point of your life. And the bit that is really lacking in this、um, four basic option. That we see as inroad is like the clothing part. Like throughout life, the obvious part is that our body changes beautifully. It's supposed to change through our age and our lifestyle, and it's a reflection of that. And it also changes through season. We have different needs through seasons, but not just that. We also have needs for a certain type of clothing when we're working. Depends on the job that we have. Or like events, or casual, or like playtime. Like if you bowl there or do different activities, imagine all these things that you have to own. And like we all live in a tiny apartment without any wardrobe space. Like renting just makes sense. Like rent it when you need it, and then when your needs change, or when you when your needs become a permanent things, 
then consider owning it. But I, I just feel like owning something is the default thing that we go to rather than thinking about renting first and then moving towards ownership when you're sure that you need it in your life. Mm, yeah and that's so interesting and something that we were discussing was this idea that like we don't rent ourselves and like it doesn't feel familiar or comfortable in the way that like you said it's not normalized and that's a really interesting distinction to make like it is normalized in uber but it's not normalized in clothing yeah and hearing you speak about it in that way Vaughn, I'm like ah It makes so much sense and I feel like we were looking at it as a linear question of is this better for the environment or is it not? But it's even taking the environment out of it, like does it make sense for your lifestyle which just has flow-on effects with the environment naturally because when we start to live in this way of excess, like I need all these things that I don't actually need, that's when we start to have negative implications on the planet. But if we were all really just like, living in a way that's natural, like I'm just going to use this while I need it and then I'm going to pass it on. Naturally, that has a better impact on the planet. Yeah. And Shu, I want to go back to what you touched on as well about newness. Like you just mentioned it there. And I think that that's also a really interesting distinction to make, like to be discerning about like when is appropriate to rent and when is appropriate to buy. For example, like a winter coat like is that something that we should be buying over renting like if we really love it and we're like oh this is going to be in our wardrobe forever rather than just renting it so like what what should we like be looking at renting then if we look at the other side yeah we we like to say that in rose clothing is elevated basics so they're kind of basic but they also have a little bit of fun and zhuzh to them and sometimes when buying these pieces, it can be a little bit risky because you're like, oh, I'm not sure if that's really my style or if I would get a lot of wears out of this because of, you know, I work daily in this kind of environment. I don't go out and have any reason to dress up really fancy a lot of the time. But when you're buying stuff like basics, your jeans, your winter coat, your basic like white tee, that's stuff that you know you'll get a lot of wear out of. That French style where like, you know, there's all these articles about 10 ways to dress like a, a French girl and they reuse a lot of their pieces because they're all staples. They're like Chelsea boots. You can wear them for any any occasion, dress up, dress down. But if we if we only lived our life that way, where we simply just lived in basics all the time, there's not a lot of room for expression of your of your personality like sometimes I do want to be frilly and polka dotty and really really colorful don't often get the chance don't often feel like it but this is where I feel renting allows us to have fun as well and going back to the point that um, Vaughn said if you take sustainability and the planet outside of the the renting equation there's so much other benefits you could get from renting you know that is in regards to style fun expressing yourself people maybe who are interested in dressing in a more masculine or feminine way you know that they've decided like oh i've dressed um femme all my life maybe i want to see you know if dressing masculine is more up my alley you can do that by renting yeah totally and what you're saying i'm getting is like fashion is a creative expression and we so believe that And it's funny because when you're talking, I'm like, oh my God, I'm having flashbacks to how to live when we first started our blog 
10 years ago and we were all about that we were like why would we dress just in one style when people would ask interview us and they'd be like what's your style we'd be like we don't have one we want to be able to express ourselves in any way so we would you know we'd have these super glam things we'd have these like more gothic black kind of looking things we'd have girlier things but what I'm really cringing over is I'm thinking about how many hundreds of items we accumulated in our wardrobe because we were dressing like that and how many wardrobe sales that we had to have to constantly clear out our wardrobe and still have a few cartons sitting in the garage at our office at work because it's it feels so liberating to be able to express yourself creatively through fashion but it is not sustainable for the environment or for clutter and mental health because I definitely feel like we felt so bogged down by all these clothes that we'd bought. I also want to add to that as well. Um, Shu and I has done Marie Kondo when it was really, really huge. And a lot of the guilt also come from disposing or getting rid of it or passing the item on the right way because the easiest thing for us to do all Australians, we think that donating to the op shop is the right thing to do, but there's a really, really ugly truth behind it as well. 10% of things that we donated to Salvos, they get sold, and then the remaining, take your worst guess and it will still be wrong. Like they didn't just go to our landfill, they get transported to a third world country, we assume they want it, and then it goes to their landfill. It's absolutely horrible. It ruins their economy. It becomes their problem. And then here we are on our high horses thinking we're doing the right thing. So much stress. I remember when I was helping Shu declutter. How do we get rid of brass properly? How do we get rid of like jewelries properly? It's so stressful doing the right thing. You need to drive 20 kilometers away to this recycling center that take this item and then go to the next place. And then it's stressful. You're so right. I've had this like bag of old skincare products in my spare room for, I would say three years. And it just sits there because I'm always like, oh, got to think of how am I going to dispose of that properly? Like, can I recycle the bottles? And then it's just like too overwhelming. So then I just leave it there and I'm like, that's future Jess's problem. But then every time I see it, I'm like, ooh, crap, got to do that. It is like, it sounds like a small thing, but it actually does like create like a little mental strain. Okay, so... We've been talking about take the environment out of it, but now like let's bring the environment back into it, right? Because I feel like the four of us, like we love to get deeper on things, right? Like it's not enough to just analyze this like surface level thing. It's like, no, no, let's go four layers deeper and let's go and assess what's going on in there. And hopefully bring the patriarchy into it somehow. Yeah, exactly. Because everything comes back to the patriarchy, let's be honest. So like there is this really beautiful idea of using fashion to express ourselves but then there's also like that quite sinister side where it's like this constant level of expectation of newness especially on us as women there you go knew we could bring the patriarchy into it (laughs) and that we Mm -hmm. constantly feel like we can't wear the same thing twice we can't show up to an event wearing the same thing twice you know we always need that level of newness and so like where does that desire come from and does that 
come into the conversation about renting and how it's contributing to that, you know, this idea that we should keep wanting newness? Yeah, it's a huge question. That's, that's why the fast fashion industri- industry can sustain itself because we constantly want newness. Look, I think that it's like a product of potentially social media or like comparison to your peers. But I've noticed that more and more eco-friendly influences these days, you know, take the same Instagram shot where they have the same shirt on or the same top on for another day. And they and they call it out in their caption that this is me re-wearing my thing again. It's back to the point of normalizing that we should rewear things to battle that need for newness. But I think that it's such a big mental shift in someone's brain. We're basically rewiring our brain to stop wanting the newness. But going back to why Inro exists, it's because we know that it's hard for consumers to change their minds about newness. So here's this guilt-free alternative that you could buy into Um, that would make you feel better because currently all the problems of protecting the environment and not supporting fast fashion it's all just being put on the consumer's shoulders it's like no you have to choose better you have to buy less you have to not want newness it's your fault yes that's so true yeah I have so much to add on to that like I think that it is businesses has to take responsibility and see what we need in the market and then change when the mindset changes. So I wouldn't be surprised if Enroll looks completely different in five years when everyone is not attached to wanting newness anymore. That's that's great. That's success. That's a measure of success. And I think that going really, really deep on your question, Jess, I think all of it is the patriarchy. <laughs> And it's how the patriarchy has made our world really, really masculine. And this includes marketing. Everything that we're being sold to in terms of marketing is based on this idea that we're not enough in this moment, which is why you need to change something. You need to fix something. You need something new. When you peel back all the layers, all the messaging out there is saying this. And I like to call that a very masculine marketing. It's telling you what you don't have and we can fix it. We have the pill. We have the medicine. We have the new clothes that will make you look amazing like whoever else look like. But I think that that's our point of difference. Like we're consciously trying to drop the masculine in the business and we call it a feminine principle business, including the marketing bit, right? So... Our marketing is all about you want to, you are enough and that you know what you look best in, but have fun exploring it. Like there's no one else knows you the best. We're just here to like provide you an environment to do it. And guess what? You don't need new things. You don't need to go and buy this that's just released. You know, we all find joy in finding treasure and little pieces and, you know, opening our box and not knowing what comes from and feeling like it's all about putting clothes on and how it feels. And that's why these clothes in the box, you feel them on your body for a month and before like you you don't buy it and then not know that you wouldn't wear it ever. So many clothes come with tags when they're pre-loved 
it's crazy and we're all guilty of that we'll all have clothes that we don't wear that still have tags on right imagine renting and having the chance to wear it for a month and then knowing that that's you and you feel good in it like it's not because you're not enough it's just because you haven't felt you Oh my God, the amount of clothes in my wardrobe that have tags on them and I, I don't do anything about it. So they stay in there for years, like because I'm just feel so guilty. I'm like, I can't believe I bought that and I never wore it. But there's no shaming in it. Absolutely not. We're all just a product of our environment. And that is what we're bombarded with. Everything, every media, every billboard, every shop front you walk past, they're all telling us we're not enough in some extent. And the tags in your wardrobe is a proof of the environment you live in. It's not a proof of who you are. What's really cool about InRow as well that not a lot of other rental platforms do is you collect secondhand items that you then rent out. So we thought, okay, well, we can't have you guys on here without asking you some tips on like how to find great secondhand stuff in your op shopping journeys. So can you guys hit us with some of your tips? It's really simple. So I think we all fall into a trap. I think that we should ask our, ourselves what we don't like about secondhand shopping and then find our answers from there. So for example, you might come up with answers that, you know, I don't know if they fit me. I don't know if I will actually wear them. I sometimes fall into this trap that I find an item and it's been a long day and I just get it because I haven't found anything else. Like all of this is how you can secondhand shop better. Like you can set a timer going, this is 30 minutes. I'm going to treasure hunt. If I find something great, if I don't find something, I'm walking away when my timer goes. Or the other one is to really try them on. Like at the moment, it's a little bit difficult with COVID and op shop not having their fitting store open and stuff but remember to have a return policy because of it so go home try it on don't get attached to them and if you don't like them bring them back the other tip that's really good for finding them is just to be open be open to what you might not have worn before so going through racks and racks not just looking at the normal color that you shop for if they're not your size, think about whether or not you can be creative. Think about whether or not they would fit you when they are a little bit bigger, like a loose fit. Or can you tie a knot up? Or can you maybe bring a sewing machine up and do some mending? Love those tips. And I love what you said, treasure hunting. Like, how fun is that? I want to go treasure hunting, op shopping isn't that sexy but treasure hunting is like the sexiest I've ever heard it's exactly how it feels to me like it's my superpower and honestly I don't know if you want to be around me when I'm like that it's like (laughs) it's like a puppy dog with like everything stimulating the puppy dog (laughs) it's really crazy it gives me so much adrenaline I love finding it And that was when I realized that I can't keep going treasure hunting because I can't own all these things. And sometimes I find things that are great for other people, but it doesn't suit me. And I will buy them and I'll go, who can I give this to? Mm, So you created InRow. Now you can buy clothes for everybody. I think shoe solved my problem. 
she came to me and was like, "You have a problem. Here, here's how you can make money out of it." <laughs> <laughs> hey, tubes. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber dot com. Okay, wow. I feel like this is so interesting because I come into these chats and then we talk to the experts and my opinions like change and evolve. And I really love that. Like, I love that we don't feel married to the opinion that we came into the episode with and you kind of get to see how it transforms. And so now I'm feeling like I'm ready to dabble in a little bit of renting, like in specific scenarios, like maybe if I've got a wedding coming up or something like that, that could be a good opportunity to try to rent a dress and just dip my toe. So true. And I think the thing that really got me is that, okay, maybe there are other environmental options that I could utilize if I wanted something new. Do I want the clutter of something new? I feel like that's going to prevent me from buying and get me on the renting train. Doot, doot. Okay, friends. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. So in case you haven't caught it before, Bye 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 is this wonderful segment where we unpack what buy, aka purchase, we said bye bye to this week. Because here on Hey Tubes, we like to applaud non-buying instead of buying. Okay, so I've got a big one to share with the class. And it is uh, the most beautiful buy that I had to give up. So I have recently turned my spare bedroom in our house into a bit of a home office. And by that, I mean, I put a trestle table in the bedroom with a dining chair just to see if I liked working in there. Turns out I do like working in there. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to jump on Facebook Marketplace and buy a desk from there because I want it to be secondhand. I don't need to buy anything new. But then this really, really beautiful desk was advertised to me while I was actually on Marketplace, the sneaky sneaks, I thought I was buying secondhand and then they advertised to me this stunning desk that had like a wood top and then it had these really beautiful like electric blue legs and also had a raffia kind of divider situation, even though it was just a single desk, so it wouldn't divide me from anything. It was just super beautiful. It was like $1,650. And I was just sitting there like twiddling my thumbs being like, thought I was going to spend 50 bucks on a desk. Am I going to spend $1,650 on a desk? I don't know. And then I thought about it for a while. I resisted all the urges and I said, bye, bye to that bye. And I did not buy. Yes. Woohoo! Good for you. Oh my God. Can we just discuss how sneaky it is that Facebook marketplace, you're just there trying to do something good for the environment, trying to buy something already in circulation and bam, they just hit you with it. Something new. I know. So rude. I'm trying to do the right thing here, guys. Help me out. 
Okay, so my bye, bye, bye of the week is I recently moved into my new house and I have been looking at a lot of Pinterest, inspo, and I'm not very good at interior design, so I just copy what I see and what I like. And I've got this beautiful timber table that I actually bought on Facebook Marketplace and these timber benches. And I've seen a lot of people throwing sheepskin rugs, like sheepskin hides over them. I'm sure you would have seen this. It's very Pinterest. It's very of the now. It's very Byron Bay. And I, of course, saw that and I was like, well, I'm never going to buy a sheepskin, but I could buy a vegan sheepskin throw. So I had a look around and I found this beautiful, beautiful vegan sheepskin throw. And I was like, perfect. I'm going to check out with this. It's vegan. And then I was like, wait a second. It might be ticking the animal-friendly box, but is it ticking the environmental box here? Like what are the ethos of this brand? And basically, I'm very sad to say that this one that I'd found that was the only one that wasn't like a knotty, gross-looking fake sheepskin, this beautiful one that I thought was the one, actually this brand that I was shopping on that I thought was like a local furniture brand, it turned out they've been bought by a much bigger Amazon-type company And it was coming from God knows where, through God knows who. There was no values alignment. So I very, very reluctantly and sadly had to say bye, bye, bye. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I don't know that I would have had that strength. Thank you. I know. Full disclosure, I'm still thinking about it. But I think I can look harder and find something that is more environmentally focused. Okay, love it. So that is all we have time for, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. We would just love your support in helping us spread the word of this podcast. Please just copy the link and send it to a friend. Definitely click subscribe and maybe even rate us five stars. Have a beautiful week. We will see you same time, same place next time. See you next week. Thank you so much to our podcast producer, Amelia Navasquez, our podcast coordinator, Bianca Whitner, and a big thank you to King Cora and Lily3PO for creating our incredible theme song. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record, the Boonarong, Boonwarang, and Wurundjeri Woolwurrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nation and the Arakwal people of the Bundjalung Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.